Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Well, thank you so much for tuning in uh, this morning to Calvary Church, part of the Parish of Calvary St. George's. Uh, This has been one of those weeks um, where um, I had your standard Pentecost sermon, although with me it's never standard, but I had like a Pentecost sermon ready to go. But with the senseless murder of George Floyd, and then the fact that some of the most contentious protests in New York City occurred in Union Square, which is in our parish, and also in the backyards of many of our parishioners who live in Brooklyn, I felt the need to speak out about the situation, Uh, specifically where Pentecost might be found in this moment. Um, I think we're all coming to realize that COVID is probably the least of America's concerns on a profound level. But there are deep, deep roots of racism that still have not been dealt with and we continue to ignore. Today we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost when the Church was given the gift of the Holy Spirit the God of peace himself, in our very midst, dwelling in our hearts. However, the reason why the world so often finds the church's message of peace so hollow and empty is because we as Christians are so often faithless. Uh, We oftentimes embrace the ways of the world as well. In much of America, America baptized the church as opposed to the other way around. And one of the big problems in American society, one of the big problems in society as a whole, is that we are constantly looking within for solutions. The very fabric of our nation is based on the premise of people finding the strength from within to both handle and address their issues, as well as advance society. However, the problem is that when we find When we look within first, if we're honest, our very human condition, all of us, it's very dark. It is naive to connect ourselves with simply the best of us, while not believing, as In Excess once so powerfully sang, every single one of us has a devil inside. Overall, as a society... We have too high of an opinion of ourselves and our own achievements. Our souls are intoxicated with its own self-righteousness as we stumble through life seeking to justify ourselves. And let me tell you, no amount of mindfulness or centering can save you from that truth. Our gospel reading takes place during the great Jewish festival called the Feast of the Tabernacles which lasted eight days. And on the first seven days, there was a lot of rituals involving water offered to God in order to remind Israel of when God provided water for them while they were in the wilderness. However, what had happened is the same thing that's happened here. The problem was that the people forgot where the source of that water came from. They thought it was from within, tapping into the goodness within. Others thought it was just simply from the pool of Siloam. However, on the eighth day, 
the last day of the festival. This was called the dry day. The water had already been offered. This is an interesting thing, because the thing that they're commemorating also is so when God provided water out of the rock, but if you remember after that incident, when Moses hit the water with the rock, he stands up and he says, how long must we contend with you people? As if he had some part in the water coming out of the rock. And if you remember, God addresses him and says, what do you mean we, Moses? And this was one of the reasons why Moses could not get the people into the Holy Land. Because he had thought, It was a partnership. There was something good from within him. So this brings us then to the eighth day, the last day of the festival when Jesus is there. It was called the dry day because the water had already been offered. And in this moment, Jesus stands up and he takes all of the symbolism of this feast on the dry day and points it to himself. And he says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me. Let the one who believes in me drink. And then here's where the scripture, because we're so ingrained in thinking that even the translation is a little off here in the English. Because it says, out of the believer's heart. But in the Greek, it just says his, which can be connected properly to Jesus. So the scripture, and he says, and the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Out of the heart of Jesus to you shall flow living water. And this is my first point. In demonstrating that this festival finds its fulfillment in Jesus, what he is reminding them and all of us is this. As the desert on its own did not produce enough water from within to sustain Israel, neither do we. We are living in an age... And it's like every age. This is not unique. That is parched, though. We live in an age that is parched once again and dead once again because it continues to lap up the poisonous waters of self-sufficiency found within. And what Christ is teaching us here is that the streams of living water, water that can heal every wound, including the wounds of racism, always have their source not within ourselves, but they have their source outside of us in the person and work of Jesus Christ, who has died to make us one, so that there will be no more Jew, Greek, free, or slave. And as St. Paul teaches us in this letter to the Corinthians, that this living water the Holy Spirit has the power to produce within us and in our lives gifts. And gifts not for ourselves, but for the building up of his church. However, oftentimes these gifts are taught as if they're our strength. They're found in our strengths. And one of the problems in life is that when we identify ourselves with strength, this is once again the culture baptizing the church, Like, if you found your spiritual gifts through a Scantron test, uh, you're probably missing it. The problem with life is that when we identify ourselves with our strengths, it's really easy to compartmentalize life. 
and divide the world into good and bad people. Because we don't like to look at our weaknesses. We don't like to look at the devil inside. However, Christian never, ever forget this fact. Existentially, Christians and non-Christians are exactly the same. The divorce rates in this country prove it. The death rates proves it. There are some real awful Christians out there. The depth of Pentecost is that God is not necessarily at work in your strengths. Rather, instead, God is providing you gifts in the broken and the weak parts of your life. This is something our whole country needs to ask, beginning with you and me. Ask God where you're most damaged, where you're most hurt, and with his blood covering it, that's probably where your tongue, your prophecy, or your word of knowledge is going to come from. And then you might actually be used to humbly make a difference and bring peace to your community. This is my second point. As Christians, Pentecost today, as it has always been, where is it found? It's found in our weakness. Because the point of the gospel is to enable you to look at yourself holistically. Because if Christ not condemn us, then who can? And looking at ourselves holistically, we can begin to integrate our lives and by the power of the Holy Spirit, have our heads and hearts bound together in the name of Jesus for the sake of our neighbor. Now, the world will always remain skeptical of this. We read today in the book of Acts that some wrote this extraordinary moment when it happened where God touched down in the midst of ordinary people. Those folks thought everyone was drunk. And clearly some things never change. People are always writing off the good news of the gospel and the power of God unto salvation. Sadly, even the church, it's not enough. I mean, it's a religious babble out there as people talk about everything but the gospel. However, the church is always at her most relevant. The church is always at her most effective when she is focused on the good news. Because that good news transcends time, it transcends place, and it transcends race, and continues to reveal the extraordinary and glorified Jesus through hidden and ordinary ways, like preaching, the dead coming to life in baptism, nourished by the bread that is his body and the wine that is his blood, that assures us that as we continue to come into contact with the dark areas of our lives, he is there sanctifying us and justifying us. And that God in Christ is always forgiving sinners and reconciling us to himself and then through that to our neighbors. And this is my third point. Hear this, Christian. 
Pentecost is being revealed now. And the Holy Spirit is still at work among us, humbly and sometimes hidden, but always delivering the peace of Jesus, the peace of sins forgiven, the peace of standing before God justified, the peace of having death conquered for you, the peace in knowing that upon the cross, evil, including the evils of racism, will not have the last say. That is the peace of Pentecost. And that is the peace you have today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.